Hello everyone and welcome back to Kidlit Chronicles. This is Cloud Pelt once again <laughs> speaking. And this is Night Pelt. Oh yes. And this is the newly renamed Bear Claw. <laughs> I decided to change my lore. <laughs> wow, what was your name before? I don't even remember. It was Hot Claw because it started with an H, but I thought Bear Claw was more appropriate. And it's like the pastry, you know, the bear claw. Yes. That's what yes. I want to say. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. You're the pastry cat. I'm the pastry cat. If there was a chef in the Warriors universe, I could be that as my occupation. Yeah. But alas. They just eat raw meat. But Yeah. I, they need a chef. <laughs> Anyways, as you probably guessed from our introduction, we are back with Warrior Cats. A few episodes ago, we did the first book, and now we're going to read it all the way to the end. So for this episode, we are doing the second and third book, which are Fire and Ice and Forest of Secrets. And boy, did a lot of things happen. <laughs> Let's get into it. Let's list those things. <laughs> Hannah, why don't you start us off? Ah, yes, as I have made a very convenient list of all the things that happened in the second book. All right. Okay. So our, our protagonist, Fireheart, he and Graystripe, his best friend, they get apprentices. Uh, I think that happens near the beginning of the book. Fireheart's apprentice is this cat called Cinderpaw. Greyheart's apprentice is this cat called Brackenpaw. They both go on a mission sent by Blue Star to go rescue Wind Clan, which has been driven out by Shadow Clan uh, in the previous book when they had their bad leader. And so they get Wind Clan back. They become friends with Wind Clan, basically. And another thing that happens, these aren't in any particular order, <laughs> just as I remember them. Graystripe and Fireheart go out on a mission with their apprentices, and they see that the river is frozen over, hence the ice part of fire and ice. And Graystripe is stupid and walks onto the ice, and he falls in, and he's saved by a. RiverClan cat who becomes his girlfriend and her name is Silverstream and they have an illicit affair that lasts throughout the whole book um, meeting each other in secret because cats from different clans aren't supposed to meet each other and also Fireheart is going off and meeting his sister in secret who he discovered in the woods she was pregnant her name is Princess and she's a kitty pet so that's something he has to keep secret too uh, while they're away with Wind Clan, going back to that, they meet up with Ravenpaw, who's hot now, and Barley, and and then going forward a little bit more, <laughs> Graystripe and Firepaw, Fireheart, <laughs> get into a kerfuffle with some River Clan warriors, and Graystripe accidentally kills one of them, and that like haunts him throughout the whole book, and they're in bad blood with River Clan. Uh, because it's winter, a bunch of ThunderClan cats get sick, Blue Star loses a, a life, and now she only has one life left. Uh, another thing that happens, Fireheart's apprentice Cinderpaw goes off to meet Tigerclaw in place of Blue Star, even though he told her not to, and she gets hit by a car. So now she has a permanent limp and she'll never be a warrior. Uh, and Fireheart's like, this was a trap set by Tigerclaw in order to lure Blue Star to her death. Uh, friggin' Fireheart and Sandpaw, who's a cat who used to not like him, start to be horny for each other. No, uh, <laughs> no. disagree. Yes, they do. Uh, they're horny. I bet they get together in the future. <laughs> they're flirting with each other. 
Fireheart has way more chemistry with the dead spirit of oh Spotted my God. Leaf. Than- <laughs> we'll Speaking talk about of that, that Whatever. Just he keep also going. starts getting visions in his sleep where Spotted Leaf shows up and she's like, ooh, prophecy. And he's like, oh, prophecy. And then at the end, oh, God. Uh, <laughs> there's like two battles. Yeah. Shadow Clan, the broken leader of Shadow Clan, broken star. He and his band of misfit cats come and attack Thunder Clan. And then also later, uh, Shadow Clan and River Clan band up and start attacking Wind Clan. And then Thunder Clan has to go and save them. And then at the very end, Fireheart meets up with his sister Princess and she gives him one of her kits to bring back to Thunder Clan to become a warrior. And he's called Cloud Kit. And that's everything, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. <laughs> oh god, it was so much. <laughs> Then the story continues in book three. Oh. <laughs> Let's try to piece this together because I didn't make a list for this. So, okay, one plot line, right, is that Fireheart uncovers this secret history with the clans, which is that, like, a long time ago, there were these two kits that mysteriously, like, arrived at the River Clan camp and then they were raised as River Clan cats. But throughout the book, Fireheart discovers they were actually ThunderClan cats. And who was the mother? The mother was Blue Star. Whoa. Yeah, she gave them up because she wanted to become deputy of the clan and she couldn't do it while she was having kits. So, yeah, shocker. Other plot line, right, is like Graystripe and Silverstream still meeting up. Silverstream gets pregnant. Whoa. And then has babies, but then she dies in childbirth. Whoa. And then she has these two kids, and they are first raised in ThunderClan, but everybody thinks that Graystripe is, is a traitor because of what he did. So then at the end of the book, ThunderClan decides to give the kids back to RiverClan for them to be RiverClan cats, and Graystripe goes with them. Okay, that was two things. What are the other <laughs> things that happen? Cinderpaw becomes the new medicine cat. As apprentice under Yellow Fang was another thing. Also, Tiger Claw like brings all the loner cats that are Broken Tail's friends and attacks Thunder Clan, and goes to try to kill Blue Star himself, and is going to say it was the loners who killed her. But then Fireheart comes in at the last second and saves Blue Star, so that's how it's uncovered that Tiger Star is a traitor. And so he's then exiled, and then Fireheart becomes the new deputy. Ooh. You said Tiger Star. <laughs> <laughs> he <Did> wishes. I? <laughs> yeah. Oh, the names are so hard. I know. I want to make everybody a star. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What else happens? Cloud Kit grows up, and at the end of the book, he's an apprentice. Yeah. But he also is annoying and. Yeah. Yeah, and he, like, literally gets himself <laughs> and the entire clan into trouble, like, three different times. Uh, also, oh, oh yeah, <laughs> mine is related to the stuff I just said. After okay. the battle with Tiger, Claw, and the loners, then Yellowfang feeds poison berries oh, to yeah. Broken Tail, who is her, her son, son, but no oh. one really knows that. But, yeah, she kills him because she's like, you've caused enough harm. It's time for you to... <laughs> die even though i'm your mother yeah Yeah. oh i was gonna bring up another battle that happened which was freaking uh wind clan and shadow clan both band together to attack 
Thunder Clan because they were harboring Broken Tail. Yes, that's the whole yeah. thing with Broken Tail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, what do we want to talk about first? I don't know. I don't even know if it matters to start in chronological order, so. <laughs> we can talk about the romance. Yes. And we can read a passage to demonstrate their flirtation. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Found right on the fly. Yes. Not beforehand at all. <laughs> um, but first, we should talk about it, I guess. Uh, Silverstream and Grey Stripe. The first real romance that kind of happened in this series. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting. <laughs> Romeo and Juliet. That's basically what it is. I thought it was really funny that their names are kind of like the same thing. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Grey Stripe, Silverstream. Silverstream is just like the cooler version of Grey Stripe. Basically, yeah. And I think Fire's Heart's <laughs> remarks earlier to himself that like they looked kind of similar. Like the two silver tabbies or whatever. And I was like, ooh, I bet that can't mean anything. <laughs> so, yeah. Graystripe becomes kind of annoying because he, he does. literally doesn't do anything for the clan no. and only cares about Silverstream. Yeah, he's so frustrated. A lot of characters are frustrating in these books. Yeah. I tell you what. It reads to me like they're all going through puberty. <laughs> Even Blue Star, who's really old. <laughs> yeah. Okay, passage. Okay, so the passage that we chose to enthrall you guys with is... <laughs> where Greystripe and Silverstream first meet. It's a mute cute. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> so, for this passage, Nikki will be the narrator, and Hannah will be all of the characters. All the characters. And I'm going to try to do the silly voice that the audiobook narrator did for Greystripe. <laughs> I don't know if I... It's basically King Candy from Wreck-It Ralph. I might just give him a lisp. <laughs> okay. Right before the passage that we're about to read, um, what's going on is that Greystripe, Fireheart, Cinderpaw, and Brackenpaw, which are the last two of their apprentices, um, they were going out hunting, I think, and mm -hmm. Greystripe sees a water vole who's scampering across the ice. Yes. I'm a genius. And then <laughs> he goes after it, and then the ice cracks, and Greystripe falls in, and it looks like <laughs> he's going to drown. But then... A hot cat. <laughs> yes, a hot cat comes and saves him. And she's a mysterious River Clan cat. And that's where it will start. Action. Alright. Graystripe! Fireheart meowed urgently. I'm okay. Wheezed Graystripe. His view was breathless but reassuring. Fireheart sighed and sat down. He looked closely at the silver tabby. She carried the scent of River Clan on her. After seeing her swim, Fireheart wasn't surprised. The tabby returned his gaze coldly, shook herself, and sat down, her sides heaving as she got her breath back. Water streamed from her glossy fur as if her pelt were made from duck feathers. Graystripe turned his head and looked at his rescuer. Thanks. He croaked. You idiot! She spat, flattening her ears. What are you doing in my territory? Drowning? Replied Graystripe. The silver tabby flicked her ears, and Fireheart saw a glimmer of amusement in her eyes. Can't you drown yourself in your own territory? Graystripe's whiskers twitched. Ha, ah, but who would rescue me there? He rasped. 
There was a tiny mew behind Fireheart. He turned to see Cinderpaw crouching by a clump of grass farther up the bank. Where's Brackenpaw? He asked. Just coming, answered Cinderpaw, pointing with her nose. Her brother was creeping along nervously along... I messed that up. Her brother was creeping (laughs) nervously along the bank towards them. Fireheart sighed and turned to his friend. Look, Graystripe, we've got to get out of here. I know. Graystripe pushed himself to his paws and turned to the silver tabby. Thanks again. She dipped her head graciously but hissed. Hurry, go now. She looked over her shoulder. If my father knew that I'd rescued a Thunderclan intruder, he'd shred me for his bedding. Why'd you save me then? Teased Graystripe. The tabby looked away. Instinct. I couldn't watch any cat drown. Now go away. Fireheart stood up. Thanks. I'd have missed this furball if he drowned. He nudged Graystripe. His friend hadn't even shaken the icy water from his fur, and he was soaked to the skin. Come on, let's get back to camp. You're freezing. Okay, I'm coming. Graystripe meowed, but before he followed Fireheart up the slope, he turned back to the Silver She-Cat. What's your name? Mine's Graystripe. Silverstream. She replied and bounded away back onto the ice and over the channel of water to the far side. Fireheart and Graystripe led their apprentices through the bracken toward the boulder. Fireheart couldn't help noticing that Graystripe looked back over his shoulder more than once. Ooh. Ooh. Romance is stirring. Yes. <laughs> the sexual tension is just out of this world. It's palpable. Ugh. Thoughts. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I found their entire romance extremely annoying. <laughs> yeah. Because it's just so obvious how, like, bad it is. Like, Graystripe just never acknowledges how dangerous it is even though fireheart tells him over and over again like like you're gonna get found out people are suspicious of where you're going all the time when you sneak away to meet up with her mm-hmm. like this is not gonna end well and graystripe's just like just let me do whatever i want yeah and he keeps having to cover for graystripe too and it's like oh <laughs> but also like I don't know, if I were a cat and I was in love with a cat from an opposing clan. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, he's a romantic. (laughs) Gosh. I really liked Silverstream and I thought she seemed cool and smart, but yet she was also complicit in the stupidity of this relationship. So it's kind of sad. Yeah, and she died. Rest in peace. Yeah, that was kind of sad. That was very sad. But is it better to have loved and lost? (laughs) Or better to have not loved at all? I guess. It's the first one. (laughs) If you say so. He seemed pretty devastated, though. He, like, wasn't eating. Yeah, but he has children now, like... I guess that's true. They tried to make it super dramatic. I don't remember. Graystripe says something like... I'm being torn apart, or something like that. Oh, he did. When Silverstream dies. He said dies. it in a lisp in the audiobook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was so dramatic. Man. Anything he said lost all its weight, because the audiobook narrator gave him such a silly voice. <laughs> I was like, please, not this voice. But, uh, you know what's interesting? What? It also mentions in one of these two books that we read how a lot of times, like, relationships aren't that important like whoever is the father of your kids you don't really treat them differently necessarily yeah but it's like with Graystripe and Silverstream it was actual romance so that's like really interesting to me oh I wanted to talk about this about like the relationship structure between cats I yeah I thought it was really interesting that like they're basically just polyamorous (laughs) yeah because 
it doesn't really matter who they mate with. Like nobody asking questions. They don't like get married or like stay committed to each other, which is really interesting. But at the same time, like that seems really open-minded and stuff. But at the same time, like the relationship that's um that's treasured or like shown as like really ideal is <laughs> Gray Stripe and Silver Stream. Yeah, I didn't think of it as open-minded though. I was like, this is like what cats do. <laughs> They're like animals. <laughs> it is what cats do. I know. No, I don't think she was trying. I don't think the authors, the multiple authors who oh, wrote right. these books. I don't think they were trying to be like, like, like conventional relationships suck or like <laughs> anything like right. that. I think that was just like, that's what cats do. But we're going to hold up this one example of cats <laughs> acting extremely human and romantic because that's what yeah. we really like. Yeah, that is interesting. Wild what they like choose to make very normal to our understanding and what they choose to be like, oh, this is like a foreign cat thing. I was thinking that while I was reading. Also in the words they use, because like they'll use mostly normal words and then they'll be like, ah, thunder path. <laughs> and then you have to like figure out what they mean. Because they have the same word for like medicine and for like whatever. So it is curious what they choose. Yeah. I didn't think about that. But I think all things that revolve around humans, they change the word. Maybe, yeah. I guess you might forget that they're cats if you didn't do that. <laughs> I forget that they're cats all the time. Oh, really? Okay, the one thing that I noticed, I think a lot more than in the first book, is that like the authors really want to talk about the cat's facial expressions, but they can't <laughs> really do that because it's not like you can be like, his brows furrowed or like, oh, yeah. she smiled or like anything like that. <laughs> so what they do is literally just say like, they do it a lot with Tiger Claw. They'll be like, mm -hmm. his eyes flashed with anger. Or like oh, yeah. his eyes were full of loathing or his eyes were like contained like a little bit of fear but mostly I don't even know <laughs> like 70% fear <laughs> yeah I I hate that in a lot of books as well like because that's not just in this book too a lot of authors do that and I'm like what does this even mean I can't even imagine <laughs> what does it mean that his eyes were suspicious <laughs> <laughs> He had one eyebrow raised, one cat eyebrow raised. <laughs> Gosh. The, this is semi-related, but they do this in Demon Slayer, too. Because <laughs> the main guy is like, this person smells very kind. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> so, yeah, similar thing. Why, can, why does he smell people? I don't know. He has a good nose. Oh, it doesn't have anything to do with special powers. He just says no, that stuff? He just smells people. <laughs> cool. Anyway. <laughs> slightly unrelated but yeah that's that's a pervasive in a lot of media but i guess it's especially annoying here because they don't have any other way to show their emotions i mean i guess you really can't imagine this book like you shouldn't spend a lot of time actually imagining the scenes because it's literally like cats looking at each other and going like meow <laughs> <laughs> you're right there was one part where where i think it said that fireheart frowned or something and i was like i can't <laughs> imagine that aren't cats always frowning <laughs> i don't know <laughs> yeah okay other thing about love is yes what is up with fireheart and spotted leaf because like she really did not <laughs> say that much in the first book like they really just they interacted in like two scenes or whatever and then she's like in these two books like i don't even know like 
five or six different times. It's kind of crazy. Also, he yeah. was like a child. And she was an adult cat. That doesn't matter in the cat universe. <laughs> it feels weird. I'm just like, see, this is why I, I, I said in the first podcast episode, I thought that they were like a thing. I remembered how obsessed he was with her. <laughs> yeah. And he's still dreaming about her. Very curious. Well, I guess maybe you could say that's her ghost or something. It's just a weird thing. Spotted Leaf is not a great character because she just exists to be obsessed over by Fireheart. Yeah. I mean, she's a plot device. Like, she just, she is yeah. the vessel for all of the prophecies, all of his visions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's also, I don't know, this is like, I guess, related. I was also just like, why is Fireheart getting so many prophecies if he's not a medicine cat? I mean, the answer is just because he's the main character, but yeah. also, like, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. It's like, he should obviously be the medicine cat. He's super prophetic. <laughs> I feel like that might have to do... I feel like they might explain it later. The answer Maybe. is that he's a part of this, like, legend of the clans. Like, he, it's his oh. destiny to save them. Wow. Yeah, like, all this stuff. Fire will save the clan. What's fire? Yeah. It's obviously yeah. him. <laughs> like, Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. That's the first prophecy that comes very close to the beginning of the book. Yeah. So, the first book, that is. So, Mm-mm. yeah. You... Mentioning that it's obvious that he's the fire that would save the clan reminds me of another thing that was frustrating. And the third book especially, because there were more prophecies in that book. But he kept getting these visions, and he's like, what do they mean? But as the reader, you're like, obviously it means this. (laughs) That's because this book series is for 10-year-olds, and we are not 10. (laughs) Don't you think kids could figure that out too, though? No, I don't think so. Really? But the whole thing with, like... Go on. Sorry, Someone go ahead. Go on. No, you go ahead. <laughs> okay. All I was going to say, um, when I was, like, reading this, literally, like, earlier, I just kept noticing, like, every, not every single chapter, but a lot of chapters will end, something mysterious happens, and then the narration will just be, like, for example, one example was, like, could this mean that the two lost ThunderClan kits were actually Blue Star's kits? <laughs> What does this mean for the clan? And I'm like, yes, that's exactly what it means. Yeah. So it's like they end they end the chapter with just like questions of Fireheart wondering like, does this mean this? And it's always like exactly what it means. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny to me. Yeah. Yeah. Funny. All I know is that when I was a kid, I did not think it was overbearing. I think that that's just the way <sighs> that it is. Man. Yeah. I thought it was Definitely. so obvious with the Blue Star stuff, though. Because, like, he had that dream about the mother with no face right after he found out that, like, there were two mysterious ThunderClan kits in RiverClan and that Blue Star was being weird about it. And he's like, what could it mean? And I'm like, come on, yeah. man, piece it together. <laughs> well, yeah. Also, at the very beginning of the third book, he hears about how Blue Star used to have kits. Uh-huh. Too, which is like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It went on for far too long. Yeah. Okay, but I wanted to discuss about Blue Star giving up her kits, though. Oh, yeah. I thought it was kind of weird. Yeah, I was like, that's kind of harsh for her to do. Yeah. Because it was because of her she, ambition. Yeah, she chose her career over her <laughs> children. <laughs> she did, didn't she? But I guess, like, values for cats are different because she's like, oh, I made this choice to save the clan because the other person who could have been deputy was very violent and would have driven the clan apart. So Mm. I knew I had to be deputy. I don't know. It was kind of weird, though. As overbearing as some of the 
like hand-holding narration is i there the the morality of everything is i think is actually quite complicated Mm -hmm. i think that's like a good example because i don't really know i mean obviously it is harsh that she gave up her children but i feel like i don't know i didn't really judge her for it Mm -hmm. i judged her for it at first and then after she explained the thing about the violent other cat i was like i guess that makes sense but yeah before she had that reason i was like really (laughs) okay yeah so like let's let's like try to piece or like parse this like she her the message of that is that like she chose the clan over her like individual desires right yeah but at the end of the book she says like when she's helping when she's trying to help graystripe keep his kids she's like Mm -hmm. i like i want to like make sure he doesn't have to like go through what I did so then it kind of yeah. makes it seem like she's saying that like what she did was wrong and then Graystripe mm-hmm. abandons his clan to be with yeah. his family so that's like he's choosing his like blood family over his like clan family and then the whole thing with like Princess and Fireheart and Cloud mm-hmm. Kid right is in the second book he's like I should be loyal to my clan, but he breaks the clan stuff, the warrior code, because he feels <laughs> drawn to, like, know his blood family. Yeah. And obviously, like, all of the conflicts that happen in these two books are about, it's like how having clan loyalty, like, messes you up. Yeah, dude. That's what I'm saying. I was thinking that, too, at the end. Like, the whole warrior code is just hooey. Like, it's so ridiculous. And nobody follows it ever. And when they don't follow it, it's like, this is a good decision and this is the right thing to do. But then they get punished or whatever. And it's like, why are they getting punished? Because this is obviously the moral thing to do. And it, it, I think in the last episode, like, Nikki, I think you said that it seemed like they were going to set up that the clans would work together at some point. Just the fact that, like, fire paw at that point was like why don't the clans work together and everyone was like <gasps> but yeah now it really seems like that because these conflicts are so stupid <laughs> and like clan loyalty to each other like flips on a dime as well in addition to the to the warrior code being broken all the time and it's like why can't you guys just be peaceful with each other <laughs> yeah it's so weird because but like the way that the book is written it still seems like Like, Fireheart truly believes in clan loyalty still. Mm -hmm. Like, he's not disillusioned with it, you know? So it's weird. Like, yeah, I feel like what's going to happen is that there will be, there will need to be a time when, like, they all band together. But, like, what is the ultimate message going to be? Like, (laughs) does blood matter more? Or, like, your chosen family? I don't know either. Like, I don't know what they're trying to say. And also, or is it more a question of, like, patriotism versus nationalism? (laughs) Like, maybe there's just, like, a balance. Is that, like, I I think that's probably what the answer is going to be. It's always a balance. (laughs) That's the big philosophical answer to everything. Yeah, so it's like, you can take pride in, like, where you come from and, like, the people that you're around. But that doesn't mean that you have to feel superior to other people or Mm. other cats. Maybe. Yeah, because there were a lot of moments in these two books where, particularly with Kits, 
there were always these kits that were in danger in someone else's territory, mm-hmm. territory. And every single time there would be one cat who would be like, it doesn't matter. They're from another clan. Any cat would do the same and help these kids. Yeah. So I feel like, yeah, the, the clan loyalty is very just like, um, like flexible, like all the time. Mm-hmm. But yet, like Chelsea said, the book is making it seem as if it's the most important thing ever, even to Fireheart, even though he breaks it all the time. Yeah. So it's kind of weird. Maybe he's just not there yet, you know? He hasn't become disillusioned with the system. We all get there eventually. <laughs> he's still a moderate. He needs to become a leftist cat. <laughs> Break the system. Band together. Class solidarity. Cat I think, solidarity. Um, cat, cat class solidarity. I feel like if they're if they do band together, it would be against the exiled Tiger Claw because he's the only like big threat I can foresee, or like a weather event or something. A weather event, <laughs> <laughs> or humans, or humans. Oh, the other thing I was gonna say about like the whole like blood versus like chosen family. Mm-hmm. So there are a lot of like the things I brought up before were like evidence that your blood really does matter. <laughs> Yeah. But also, like, like you mentioned before, Yellowfang kills her son, and that was like her choosing the clan over her. That family. was so insane. That was like the moment. That was crazy for me. That was like the most insane moment of the book. Really? Yeah. I was like, oh. this is so dark. Like, this is straight up it from is. like a a movie. She gives him poison berries. So excellent foreshadowing. These authors yeah. really like foreshadowing. Yeah. Maybe. But then they also like reminding you about the foreshadowing. So it doesn't really matter. <laughs> yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's like Fire an episode Paw. of Naruto. Yeah. yeah. It's like Firepaw walks in and sees the berries. And then it's like Firepaw's mind went back to the moment when Cloud Kit <laughs> almost ate the berries. And then Cinderpaw yeah. had to tell him, don't eat these berries or you'll die. And now yeah. Firepaw, Fireheart realizes that these berries are poisonous. <laughs> but yeah. as a reader, you're like, Oh, yeah, the berries. Yeah. <laughs> but the author's like, <laughs> it really is like an episode of Naruto. Maybe that's just what kids' fiction is like. <laughs> okay, but I never got that sense reading, like, Harry Potter, but... Well, Harry Potter is the exception to many rules. <laughs> Somehow. But I think it's also true that when I was a kid, there were a lot of things in Harry Potter that I missed. Whereas, like, I think mm. the, these, like, Warrior Cats books, this is, like fully at the understanding of a 10 year old like they can really get everything that's going on here yeah the authors really don't want to don't want them to miss anything so they hammer it in (laughs) so we could talk more about tiger claw in the ending hmm that's true and perhaps read a passage perhaps even (laughs) yeah I also found that frustrating that Blue Star was so adamantly like I don't think Tiger Claw is bad, even though Fireheart had so much evidence. She was like, I won't hear a word against him. Yeah. Yeah, but it's like, what is the evidence? These are cats. Everything is like he said, she said, <laughs> and then it's just it, it doesn't really like. I can see why it doesn't seem very convincing. Mm-hmm. No, I agree with you. Yeah, like nothing can be proven. I guess. Yeah. Because it was always just like, it was always just like Fireheart saying like, this other person who's not here told me this, (laughs) you know? Yeah. I can see why Bluestar couldn't just get rid of Tiger Claw based on those accusations. But 
as a reader, of course, you're like, obviously he's evil. Like, why can't you see yeah. this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. That is funny, I guess, knowing that, that, like, when he was listing all the crimes to the whole group of cats, and he was like, and Ravenpaw saw it all happen. And one cat was like, well, you can say that, but he's, like, dead, so we can't get his his voice on it. And then Fireheart was like, oh, he's alive. And they were like, oh, okay, well, now I believe you. <laughs> yeah. Without even hearing Ravenpaw's <laughs> account or anything. <laughs> this is a bad example of the criminal justice system at work. <laughs> wow. And it's already yeah. so messed up. The cat criminal justice system is yeah. non-existent. <laughs> one of the cats even said, I don't remember exactly what he said, but he's like, Blue Star, are you sure Tiger Claw was trying to kill you? And then Blue Star literally said, like, do you think I wouldn't know if someone was murdering me? Like, that's basically what she said. Yeah. <laughs> it was so funny. Yeah. They really don't believe anything. But then when they do believe stuff, it's, like, for no good reason. Yeah. They're yeah. just potholes that we're <laughs> covering. Just, uh, digging into, <laughs> opening them up. Okay, I think we should read that end passage then. All right, since we're talking about it. So the context is that this is right after, what is it? The rogue cats that used to be Shadow Clan, like attacked Thunder Clan, and then Tiger Claw was in communion with them, and he was trying to kill Blue Star, and then Fireheart like goes in and sees that he did that. So then they like defeat Tiger Claw. And now they're like carrying out his judgment and revealing the whole thing in front of the clan. And Fireheart like said everything that Tyrakol has been doing for the for these three books. Blue Star, White Storm spoke up. What will happen to Tyrakol now? His question set off a crescendo of furious yelling from the clan. Kill him! Ow! Aligned him! Ow! <laughs> Drive him out of the forest! I was gonna add those in post, oh, you are. <laughs> but like, I guess. <laughs> Blue Star sat motionless, her eyes closed. Fireheart could feel the pain coming off of her in waves. The bitter shock of betrayal as she discovered that the deputy she had trusted for so long was black at heart. Tiger Claw. <laughs> you don't sound very emotional. I know, I don't know why that came out like that. I was like, oh, no, <laughs> Tiger Claw. Should I? You've done should it I now. <laughs> okay, I'll start again. I'll start at Tiger Claw. Okay. Tiger Claw. She meowed at last. <laughs> that was also bad. Okay. That was funny. Okay. Have you anything to say in your defense? Tiger <laughs> I don't know how to act. Okay. No, it's okay. You're doing great. Okay. Tireclaw swung his head around and fixed her with a yellow glare. Defend myself to you, you gutless excuse for a warrior. What sort of leader are you? Keeping the peace with other clans. Helping them. You barely punished Fireheart and Greystripe for feeding RiverClan, and you sent them to fetch WindClan home. I would have never shown such kitty pet softness. I would have brought back the days of Tiger Clan. I would have made Thunder Clan great. And how many cats would have died for it? Blue Star murmured almost to herself. Fireheart wondered if she was thinking of, Ty of Thistleclaw, the arrogant, bloodthirsty warrior she could not have let become deputy instead of her. If you have nothing else to say, then I sentence you to exile. The leader announced, her voice cracking. Every word seemed to be dragged out of her. 
You will leave ThunderClan territory now, and if any cat sees you here after sunrise tomorrow, they have my permission to kill you. Kill me? Tigerclaw spoke now, snarling his defiance. I'd like to see any of them try. Fireheart beat you, Greystripe called out. Fireheart. Tigerclaw turned his pale ember eyes on his enemy, and Fireheart, Fireheart felt his fur prickle at the look of unfettered hatred there. Cross my path again, you stinking furball, and we'll see who's the stronger. Fireheart leaps to his paws, anger lending him energy. Any time, Tigerclaw, he spat. No. Blue Star growled. No more fighting. Tigerclaw, leave our sight. Slowly, Tigerclaw got up, his massive head. <laughs> I'm sorry. Why do you think that's so funny? Because I just noticed how many times in these They say books, that a lot. They say that his head yeah. is so big. I'm like, why? He's a big cat. He's yeah. a big head. Anyway, his massive head swiveled back and forth as he scanned the crowd of cats. Don't think I'm finished. He hissed. I'll be a leader yet, and any cat who comes with me will be well looked after. Well, well looked after. Darkstripe. Fireheart craned his neck to see Tigerclaw's chief follower. He waited for Darkstripe to get up and go to Tigerclaw, but the sleek tabby remained in his place. His shoulders hunched wretchedly. I trusted you, Tigerclaw. He protested. I thought you were the finest warrior in the forest, but you plotted with that, that tyrant. Fireheart knew he was speaking of Broken Tail, and you said nothing to me, and now you expect me to come with you? He looked away deliberately. Tigerclaw shrugged. I needed Broken Tail's help to make contact with the rogue cats. If you choose to take this personally, that's your problem. He growled. Longtail? Longtail gave a nervous start. Come with you, Tigerclaw? Into exile? His voice shook. I... No, I can't. I'm loyal to ThunderClan. And you're a coward, Fireheart added silently, catching the fear scent as Longtail shrank back into the crowd of cats. For the first time, a look of uncertainty flickered across Tigerclaw's face, as the few cats he had trusted turned him down. What about you, Dustpelt? He demanded. You'll have richer pickings with me than ever you will in ThunderClan. The young brown tabby got deliberately to his paws and picked his way through the surrounding cats until he stood in front of Tigerclaw. I looked up to you, he meowed in a clear, level voice. I wanted to be like you, but Redtail was my mentor. I owe him more than any cat, and you killed him. Grief and fury made his limbs shake, but he kept going. You killed him and betrayed the clan. I'd rather die than follow you. He turned and stalked away. A murmur of appreciation rose from the listening cats, and Fireheart heard Whitestorm whisper, Well said, youngster. Tigerclaw. Bluestar broke in. No more of this. Go now. Tigerclaw drew himself up to his full height, his eyes blazing in cold fury. I'm going, but I'll be back. You can be sure of that. I'll be revenged on you all. He padded unevenly away from the high rock. As he drew close to Fireheart, he paused, drawing his lips back in a snarl. And as for you, keep your eyes open, Fireheart. Keep your ears pricked. Keep looking behind you, because one day I'll find you, and then you'll be crow food. 
your crow food now, Fireheart retorted, struggling to hide the fear that crawled along his spine. Tyrakal spat, then turned and walked away. The clan cats parted to let him through, every eye tracking him as he went. The great warrior was not completely steady on his paws. His wounds must be bothering him, in spite of Cinderpaw's herbs, Fireheart realized. But he did not stop or look back. The gorse tunnel swallowed him up, and he was gone. Wow. That was good. <laughs> this book is so dramatic. It is. That was a good scene, though. I was like, yeah, <laughs> when I was reading it. <laughs> it was good to yeah. see Tiger Claw finally get his comeuppance after being such a douche the whole time. <laughs> yes, that was literally the same thing that we've been wondering about since the beginning of the book. Not really wondering about because we yeah, knew what like, happened. Yeah, when's basically. he gonna freaking? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure, like in the prologue of the first book, it's like a scene of the the fight where Redtail dies. Yeah, so it's like we've literally been waiting for this for three books. <laughs> yeah, but he's not gone yet. He's still a villain. He'll yep. probably come back, like he said. They really should have just killed him. I don't understand why they didn't do that. Yeah, because he's gonna be a problem. That was frustrating to me too. Who cares about mercy? Kill the cat. <laughs> kill yeah. the cat yeah i just like people really like people cats do die <laughs> in this book in these books yeah. so it doesn't really seem that bad no but cats are hardly ever murdered in cold blood unless it's i guess mm -hmm. i don't know if this counts as in cold blood but like even in <laughs> battles they only wound each other and make each other flee they don't actually fight to kill yeah so i feel like they don't generally do that yeah that's another reason I think the warrior code is precarious and, like, annoying is because, like, they're not supposed to kill each other, but, you know, sometimes they kill each other. And they're supposed to help each other, but they're not supposed to help each other too much or else they're breaking yeah. the warrior code. <laughs> and it's like, come on! <laughs> this is yeah. so, like, gray. Like, can't you have some firm rules? <laughs> I don't know. I think it's just, like, the politics of the real world. Yeah, maybe. Like... It seems like just things change a lot based on who's leading the clan. So mm -hmm. it's just like, you know, there were plenty of cats in ThunderClan. Whenever Blue Star wanted to give mercy to someone, they were just like, let them die or like kill them. Mm -hmm. But it's like her decision that she is not the kind of leader to do that. Whereas Tiger Claw would. I don't even think it's about the laws. Well, it's because the laws are useless and then people just <laughs> interpret them however they want to. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, Blue Star was like, Star Clan will be mad at us if we murder this cat. Referring to Broken Tail. And that's why they kept him as a hostage. So, would Star Clan not say the same thing to Tiger Claw if he was the leader? I don't really know. <laughs> I guess it's morally wrong, yes. So, <laughs> but I just want him to die. Yes. Yeah, but also, they had to set up the next book. <laughs> we have to have yeah. some conflict yeah okay i think we're reaching the end are we <laughs> yeah it's been about an hour of talking oh. about this it's flown by i guess because there's so much to talk about but yeah i do want to do some ratings what did we do did we do i don't think we had a no oh we should pick one for the warrior cat series what is our unit of measurement um mice Fresh kill. <laughs> fresh kill. Yes. <laughs> How many fresh kill? <laughs> I feel like 
I don't remember what I said for Warrior Cats. I think this is like a 3.75 fresh kill out of 5. Just because even though so much happens, I feel like parts of the books moved really slowly for me. Because it was like the same problem of Tiger Claw or like Grey Shark and Silverstream or like Fireheart and Cloud Kit. Like it was just like the same conflict over and over again. So I really didn't enjoy that part. But then at the end of like the third book, everything just sped up really fast and then it was really <laughs> it exciting. The third book was way more engaging. Yeah, I agree. So that was good. But overall, I think. It was just not, it didn't seem as tight of a story as the first book. So I will give it slightly less, I think, than what I gave the first book. Well, I'll give, I will give them both a three because I feel like they're not the most well-written books, but they're <laughs> still good. But I wish, I don't know. I don't know how to like reconcile my experience with like my actual like trying to be objective rating of the quality because I would give this like a five for how much I enjoyed myself oh really wow <laughs> yes I loved it I loved reading it particularly <laughs> the third one I yeah. think you should it should be both yes I just feel like I feel like a four is too high for these books <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. yeah I'll give them a three mm-hmm. but I enjoyed them greatly Wait, what do you rate them on Goodreads? I gave them both a three. Oh. Yeah, fair. basically just like middle of the road books. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't rate the second and the third one the same, I don't think. I'd say the second one is like a like a 2.5. <laughs> and the third one is like a yeah, 3.5 maybe. I remember I gave Percy Jackson like a 3.25 or something. So I would rate the third book higher than that. It also made me tear up at one point. So I think that <laughs> that makes it better. What point? It was after, it was after Silverstream died and Greystrife was like, I, I, I'll see her in, in Star Clan at some point. And I was like, oh, he probably will. <laughs> and that made Aww. me sad. The, the religion in this book is very credible because they like actually get like nine lives from Star Clan and stuff. So I was like, oh, he'll see her in Star Clan. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> yeah, a 3.5 for that book. Wow. Do you think I rated it too high that I am doing 3.75? I don't think so. It's subjective. <laughs> I know. I enjoyed the experience of reading it. I'll keep it there. Yeah. It's good. All right. <laughs> I guess we're at the end. I guess that's it. Perhaps. I had a few more notes, but they're not as important, I guess. <laughs> oh, I did want to say I found... Um, I was trying to see if green cough was a real disease that they actually based something off of. And I found a Wattpad medicine cat guide <laughs> that says that apparently green cough is like pneumonia and I, I'll use that resource later because wow. <laughs> I thought it was so funny that that existed. If we're going to fire off some random thoughts, well I had some yeah. like really random like do, do not require any discussion. Yeah. <laughs> First is that um, I hate Cloud Kit and uh, <laughs> oh no, he I makes, like Cloud Kit. No, he makes me not want to have children like because <laughs> He's so annoying. And I know that's just how kids are because, like, obviously he's, like, selfish and doesn't understand the consequences of his actions. But, like, literally, (laughs) I was like, you are the worst. Mm -hmm. Other thing is that 
in book two when Wind Clan was driven out and they were in the the they're living with under the tunnel with the two legs who also lived in the tunnel. Those yeah. are like homeless people, and I thought that that was like oh, a metaphor for that. like the how Wind Clan is also homeless. <laughs> You're right. Also, in that book, they mentioned a clat named White Claw, and I was like, ha ha. Oh. <laughs> White Claw. <laughs> and then finally, when Graystripe announced to Fireheart that he, that Silverstream was having kids, I wrote the note, Graystripe got laid. <laughs> oh, yeah. He did. Good for him. Oh, I have a, I'm going to fire off some thoughts, too. <laughs> I have a few. I did write, wow, Ravenpaw is hot now because they like described him like a Chad when he showed up. And I was like, wow. <laughs> uh, also, I had to look up what bracken was because they kept saying the word bracken and I was like, what is that? Apparently, it's a type of fern. Uh, <laughs> I didn't like the he is my son twist for Yellow Fang and Broken Tail. I was like, this is so common and I don't like it. <laughs> and I think at some point, Tiger Claw said something was a fish and mouse story. And I was like, ah, it's like a Jack and Bull story. That's really funny. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think that's it. Okay, Nikki, you have any random thoughts? Um, <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, no thoughts head empty. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well then this is really the end. Thank you Yay. so much for listening. This was fun. Okay, next time we'll be back with more of the Warrior Cats books to be determined how many and when. <sighs> um, but soon we'll finish the series. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.